Science, stealing fire from the gods to make a better life for you and me. It is Monday, October 7th, 2013, and on the podcast this week, uh, I've got two guests, uh, Louis Saunders and Kyle Bethay, improvising together. Uh, I had to call the buddies and uh, get uh, get the podcast taken care of. Uh, as you may or may not have noticed, uh, if you're a regular listener of the podcast, we've been on a bit of a hiatus uh, lately. Um I was struggled through uh, sort of a long illness, as well as some scheduling stuff, uh, as well as being out of town um, quite a bit for some improv travels within the last month, and so we kind of had an inadvertent break. Uh, always hate it when that happens. Thank you for continuing to tune in, uh, if and when you do. Um, it was great of these guys to uh, jump in and uh, got a, a, a few things looking looking forward to, really looking forward to the podcast I hope to release next week. already got that in the can. And uh, hopefully I'll just be doing a little bit better job of getting my life in order and not falling victim to sad external circumstances. Um, in any case, thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy. If you've got a suggestion for uh, myself and a guest or a pair of guests to use, in a future podcast, please send along to the email address at prometheanscience at gmail.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-T-H-E-A-N, science at gmail.com, with the subject line suggestion and whatever you care for that suggestion to be as the uh, body of the email. Um, we will open it up immediately before improvising and go from there. If you got any other kind of correspondence, please send along to that same email address uh, with anything else in the subject line, and I will try and get to it on a reasonable schedule, but of course, you know, look at what I've done lately, what's reasonable about that, uh, but ho hopefully I'll read it and get it back to you um, as quickly as I can. Uh, let's see, the thing that I'll recommend, certainly it's worth a month of recommendation for me, the new Ockerville River album, Silver Gymnasium, is awesome, I love it, I'm psyched, I feel like it's kind of like, uh, you know, as... Uh, Springsteen from the early 80s is to New Jersey. This uh, Ockerville River album is to New Hampshire. Uh, I think that analogy holds. It's really outstanding. I, I recommend just checking it out. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing them in concert when they come through Chicago and not too many weeks from now. In any case, uh, let's get along to uh, Louis Saunders and Kyle Bethay improvising to a suggestion from my mom, Cynthia Lambert, and that suggestion was Superman. Hope someone comes and finds us. Um, yeah. What's wrong? This. <laughs> It's just, it's crazy, you know, we just, yeah. first date. First date and an evil madman starts taking over the city and we're collapsed on this building in a bank vault. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Good thing I didn't wear heels, I guess. Oh, <laughs> sorry, that was stupid. That was a no, stupid joke. No, I'm no, sorry. It wasn't stupid. It wasn't stupid. Thank you. Hey, you were really brave out there. No, you were much braver. I just... I mean, I saw that guy get, cr you know, crushed by that beam, and oh, I tried to help him. And when I, I just, saw all the blood, I couldn't handle it, yeah. and I just started screaming and yeah. screaming. And you, and I tried to pull it, pull him out. You ripped him in half. 
it's okay. It's such a bad date. I'm sorry. No, let's... Don't worry about it. You couldn't have... N neither one of us could have... Bad dates are usually, like, nothing to talk about. Yeah. No chemistry. Oh, I've had some of those. I'll tell you that. Yeah, me too. What's your worst? Oh, my worst, we, uh... We went to a garden, but all the flowers had died. Oh, so, so it was like a, We couldn't a, even look at the flowers. They were all dead. And were you both, like, thinking, like, is this a sign? Is this an omen? I'm big on signs. Yeah. I see signs off everywhere I go. Yeah, I see a sign. any signs with me? I mean, this is a huge sign, but I don't know if it's good or bad. Like, I don't know if it's a bad omen that this evil genius decided today of all days. Or if it's a good omen because, you know, we're, like, you kind of saved me and we're trapped together. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't know how to... I see signs everywhere, but I have trouble interpreting them, yeah. I think. They're everywhere. When I was little, I... I, w I, I came home from school, and there was this bluebird on my window sill, and... <laughs> Is that the cops? <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Help! <laughs> Help! Help! What did the bluebird mean? <laughs> well, I just had just this bad day and I thought it was like a sign from you know that from from the universe that it was gonna be okay you know and I just like felt all this pressure release and like I was just I felt great and I and I went downstairs and and all my dogs were dead oh my god all of them but I had four dogs and they were all dead Brought home some chocolate from school. I don't know why I'm telling you this. <laughs> no, I mean we're look at the situation we're uh, in. If we're gonna if we're gonna be real with each other, now's when we gotta be real. Yeah. You know who knows if we're gonna make it out of this. What's your middle name, Kenny? Scab. Your middle name, Scab. Yeah. That's adorable. Never, I've never told anybody. That's that. adorable. It was a joke by my parents. Oh my god. Yeah. They were really abusive. You right now, I know it's I know it's the first day. Uh, I usually don't, but this is crazy. This isn't a normal date. Okay. Okay. Maybe just just dry. Just, just dry. Nice dry. Just dry. I'm really thirsty right now, so that'll be perfect. I felt really good. Wow. 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 My heart. Can I feel your heart? Can I put my hand on your chest? Put your hand on my chest. It's beating like a million miles a second. I feel mine. Wow. That's a sign, right? Yeah. That can't be a bad sign. There's no... The worst has already happened, right, Kenny? Well, we are running out of air. I don't care. I don't care either. I don't even care. Hey. Hey. Let's... Let's... Get married right now. What? Let's just get married. We're st there's no air in this bank vault. There's a whole building on top of us. Okay. Okay. This is crazy. I know this is crazy, but this I... This is crazy. I have a ring. No, why? Because my previous wife died and I always carry it in my back pocket. Oh my God. How did she die? She was allergic to chocolate. Oh. And she ate a lot of chocolate. Oh my God. <laughs> Was there a bluebird? 
there a bluebird anywhere by, <laughs> nearby? We own a bluebird farm. What? <laughs> what? What is that? Oh no, we're gonna die. Oh no. Is it a bluebird? Is it a bluebird? Kenny, is it a bluebird? Put, put the ring on my finger! Put the ring on my finger! just like, oh my god, I think I'm going to walk in as Superman at the end. And I was like, you know, even after you guys were, had been dead, it, it had kill, been killed yourselves, I was like, you're just setting me up for the perfect opportunity to be like, you know, to come in and be like, well, I guess Superman can't save everyone. If anyone out there wants to re-edit it, use yeah. that piece of dialogue yeah. at the end of the scene. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was just such a, such a great temptation to do that. Um, so, uh, yeah, so um, I think that for, for me, it was clear, it was pretty clear from the tone of what you got, how you guys were starting that off of like what sort of thing was happening like what direction you were sort of like taking the suggestion mm -hmm. um of being a pair of like innocent bystanders that like, <laughs> yeah. were trapped in the wreckage of a bat of a uh, you know yeah of some something that like lex luther or some other evil mastermind had mm -hmm. done to the yeah. city perhaps yeah. that superman would have to contend with uh which i thought was it was you know i thought it was great because it let you guys play such an intimate moment and kind of like change the the where the the zoom of the lens would be, you know, to just these people yeah. that were on a date, and all of a sudden they're in a crushed bank vault with yeah. people torn apart. Yeah. Them. yeah, yeah, you know, um, which is really, which is, which is, I, I mean, to me, I was like that, that cued, that cued to me pretty quickly, just from the way that you guys were sort of talking to each other to start off with. But I think that there, it seemed like there was a lot of like there was like a lot of space and patience at the beginning of that scene where to, I, I felt like I understood the context of it pretty well before you actually made a, an overt statement of like what the exact details were. Mm -hmm. Like I got the general sense of the, the scenario and then, um, but then once you hit that point, it really like you immediately started you know the, the the pace of the scene really picked up and your exchange of information started going a lot faster so like what was that what was that like in the beginning of that scene I mean like wh what was w was it h how intentional was it to create that much space or were you guys just like trying to sort of like leave enough space to make sure that you're on the same page mm -hmm. or like what what had I'm interested in that yeah, scene yeah. start well I, I mean I personally I've I didn't know the exact scenario, but when we when we had that breath of like that kind of like whelp, like what was your first line? I'm it's like, well, I guess we're stuck here or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But I felt like even before that, there was like a brief yeah. moment where we where I looked at you and I was like, I feel like we're trapped somewhere. Like we're not mm -hmm. just like we're not um, 
like the, there was something about that moment that felt trapped. So I felt like that was my initial impulse was to just say, I guess we're stuck here, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. just, um, and then, yeah, I felt like that first silence, uh, and then thinking about the suggestion that was my, that was yeah. just like, I was thinking like, okay, well, I don't know where, where this might come out, but I think this is what's going on right now. And that's, you know, why I kind of just, kind of just said, Man, I can't believe this happened on our first day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it was the same where, I mean, that, yeah, the initial silence was just kind of thinking it over and then it, and then it just felt like, what did it feel like? And that, I think that's why I chose the, to be, to be the, the girl on the first date is because it didn't, it didn't feel like we knew each other super well because yeah. it was like, I just, in my head, I was sort of imagining uh, uh, trapped here. I was just sort of like if that if we were doing that live on stage, that would be yeah. a time that I would like mm-hmm. be looking around and seeing the space. Mm-hmm. And it was like a few lines later, I think, yeah. that you said <laughs> collapsed mm-hmm. uh, bank fault. But yeah, I think that silence. It was like there was some unintentional, on, at least on my part, and then and then it sort of sort of fed into intentional from what it felt like. Yeah, yeah, and and then it just sort of went from there. Yeah, I felt a little. Yeah, I felt a little bit of, um, like in in our again those first couple of like breaths that we took, some like unfamiliar awkwardness, you mm-hmm. know, like, and that's where I kind of felt like that too. Like I felt like, okay, we're trapped here, and we either, we either, like, don't know each other well enough to really like just like start screaming anything, <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. or whatever but uh because uh, i feel like yeah there's this like well i gotta still act kind of cool here <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> well it's, you know yeah it was an interesting like piece of like you know sort of like looking at looking at it through the lens of like uh the elasticity of it you know mm-hmm. feeling something be sort of like allowed to be loose and then having it stretched taut you know mm-hmm. sort of like that's that kind of because, you know, it, it was, it's an interesting sort of, like, way to start, because especially once we figure out what had happened beforehand, like, mm-hmm. all that, like, the snap of basically things collapsing and you accidentally <laughs> tearing a man in half, and, <laughs> you know, and then just to get to the point of, like, somehow you guys have gotten gotten to this quiet, this eye of the storm thing, yeah, where, mm-hmm. where you're going to have, like, a really personal conversation, um, was really kind of cool and fun and, and interesting to me just in, in, you know, in kind of like the idea of um, the picturing the sort of like the conversational um, c- continuum of what you guys had as, as sort of like a, a rubber band, you know, and seeing it stretch tight and go loose. Yeah. It's like that sort of the rhythm of that I thought was really kind of, was something I could picture. I thought that was really interesting. Well, and then to go to essentially, you know, to to take a sidebar off of the suggestion and create this moment where you guys really are just innocent bystanders and you you know you're not mm-hmm. you're not you're neither of you are superman neither of you are yeah. supervillain you're just regular people that have been thrown into this extraordinary yeah. circumstance yeah. and um I thought that was that was cool and 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 just like uh, you know it allowed you then to th- that intimacy that you guys then used to 
like it, there was not the hyperbole of being superheroes. Mm-hmm. It's like your hyperbole came in your in, in the intimacy of exchanging the completely ludicrous like yeah. dead dogs. <laughs> yeah. You know, like dead wife <laughs> is also allergic to chocolate <laughs> and we owned a bluebird farm. And, uh, just that that I think, you know, it's it it was fun to watch because it sort of like you know, I I mean, I think that that that's something that would can be worth talking about because it did seem like very much the style of thing that Louie, like you like to play where it was like you guys had so much intimacy and were so focused on each other but then you took so many opportunities just to say truly horrible things you know and like but in the context of like relating you know it was like in relating in, in sort of sharing this thing, you know, you know, it was like you're slipping in stuff about dead dogs and like, yeah, yeah. you know, and like just that, you know, that like, that sort of little giggle you have where you can't believe exactly where you, where you, you know, you just love your naughty boy stuff where you're like getting away with that. And that in, in and of itself creates yeah. some intimacy because, you know, the two of you are so like locked in. And it was so, so funny to watch that over the course of the scene. You know, because you actually got really physical, and yep. you actually made Kyle kiss you. <laughs> yeah, we, we really kissed. <laughs> I hope you can hear Louie go, blah. Because <laughs> that's what he did. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I mean, I think that's, that's a, I think that's a wonderful thing. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing too much talking, I need to have you guys like, talk a little bit more about your experience, but, so... The last thing I'll say about that is that I think that, that that's kind of like one of the things that I, I really like in watching um, something like this. And, you know, so I think it's something that you guys get in get in together because you, Louie, mm-hmm. you drive there and Kyle, you're game to play anything, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and like are very like stepping up to the plate. And so like this, that, the, this, the pulling all of that focus onto yourself so that you can, onto the two of you, so that you can sort of, like, just be, like, a little weird and subversive, you yeah. know? In a way that's really compelling, but not showy, mm-hmm. you know? It's not, it doesn't ever feel like, look at me. It's almost mm-hmm. like, if you're looking at me, you're spying on a secret. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> and, yeah. And I think that happens in shows, and mm-hmm. it, you know, on, on stage, and so it's really interesting for mm-hmm. me to see it here, where yeah. it's like you're letting people into your thing, and that... It, that that carries like, yeah you know, rolls across who's whoever's observing you. yeah so. <laughs> well it's like it's you know I, I, that is basically my favorite kind of scene you know where it's like okay we've got something here and like we we, we have like an actual relationship that we know we have now we don't have to worry about you know we're we're on the same page but also there's these little pieces of candy. <laughs> that we just like keep opening and like ooh like you know it's like it, it's so we've had our meal yeah. now it's time for dessert <laughs> and, like, and and that ends up being you know our our backstories us like you know just getting married with my dead wife's ring like Jesus. things like that are just like oh this is this is where we I mean it's such a joy to be like this is where we went. And like, it's that, it's that like, yeah, it is ridiculous. And I know it's like, sometimes I go, if I, if I do that kind of thing at the top of a scene, right. I can, I can really get in the way of something good. Whereas if, if I kind of like let 
let that happen out of the course of a scene because of, of what we've established up top, then it then I, I, I feel like it it actually is something I'm I can do and it and it works uh, as opposed to something that might uh, make something too ludicrous right at the outset yeah. so that there's really no relatability there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, it's it's interesting. I mean, there's I've, I have a couple of thought a couple of thoughts about that. I think in part why this works so well as that kind of scene is that I think what happens is that the exterior stakes get established mm-hmm. at the top of the scene, mm-hmm. and they're so huge <laughs> that it will kind of almost allow for anything when you're actually dealing with what's important between the two of you. Yeah, you know, like those exterior stakes are so huge that it sets a a um a very like chaotic context for you to be surviving in but you're like but this scene is about us mm-hmm. and then because those exterior stakes are so high it kind of gives you the freedom to just like let truly horrible things slip out yeah. you know <laughs> like oh no like next to the what's going on like next to these massive exterior stakes What's going on with me isn't really that so important, so I'm going to tell you the worst things about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. It's like you see this opportunity for honesty because yeah. you know, next to the it's and it's about you, so that's what happens. Yeah. Next to the world that you are sort of in, that's um, that's uh, you know, it's not not such a big deal, but yeah, that's yeah. where our focus is, so it is a big deal, so we can enjoy it in that context, which I think is really funny, and then. The other thing I think is that I think that's an interesting insight to sort of say like, well, if I do that at the top of a scene, then it could derail things. But if I do it later on in a scene, and when I t- when I teach my class, it's one of the you know one of the one of the the roles that I talk talk about. One of the points of view that I talk about is um, among responders, the idea of an impact responder, someone mm-hmm. who takes takes mm-hmm. information um, that has been sort of like put out there. And then reacts to it in a way that is completely unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Truly reacting to what's mm-hmm. coming at them, but reacting in a way that uh, is completely <laughs> like complete, just a complete tangent <laughs> that completely changes the context of what the original information was. And uh, you're always that you're my you're my like platonic <laughs> example for that in class. I'm always yeah, like, yeah. well, look at Louis Saunders because if you you know you may come to him and be like, ah. Oh, they, you know, since since I didn't bring a school lunch, I didn't eat a lunch today. <laughs> you know, you know, who also didn't eat lunch. Your mother, she died after she sent you away to school. You know, it's like that's like your tip. It's yeah, like yeah. it's it's your typically atypical. So, yeah, yeah, you know, and I think that that's which I absolutely love because it's it it never um, denies or negates anything. Mm-hmm. It just always sort of like rocks the world slightly off its <laughs> axis, and then we're dealing with it because it's real. And so mm-hmm. I think that. The, your acknowledgement of how you play, I think, is reinforces what how I I just how I how I think about that. Sure, you know? sure. That's yeah. that's gratifying. That makes me think like, okay, I do somewhat understand that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that says a lot. I mean, it's a lot about like that response to the idea. Because if you start off the scene with your mother just died, like then. <laughs> Then you're 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 putting uh, as as long. I mean, obviously, if you treat that like with as much weight as possible and actually play it like a real thing, then it can be successful. But it, it it's harder to work from there than it is to establish something, then then start using right. that that kind of 
like you said, like, uh, and it's, uh, it's funny because, and I don't even know why it, it's so off, but it never seems off to me when I'm saying it until after I've said it. And that's that giggle. <laughs> it's at first, it's like, no, this is, no, <laughs> this is me being just a straight, like, I can't, like, this is the first thing that, that I reacted with. Like, and that's why it sometimes, like, it'll be like, oh, oh no, <laughs> like, what did I yeah. just say? What did I just do? Um, that's, that's very, it's, it's really funny. You know? Well, I mean, yeah, it's the different, I think it's probably the difference between putting a lot of heavy weight on a scene and then sort of just injecting mischief into mm-hmm. it as the scene's going yeah. along. Yeah. You know, which is, is sort of interesting. And then I love that we got our first, like, sort of, phone ring during the oh yeah. Uh, yeah sorry about that oh it's fine I mean the thing is that happens to us during shows all the time like we're constantly playing in, in these environments that are um, just you know people are animals you know? <laughs> or like tech is weird or whatever you know and uh, and dealing with that stuff is is interesting so I thought that was an interesting case study too for like actually being like was that the cops because we always have those choices are like can we ignore it yeah yeah are we going to ignore it are we going to justify mm-hmm. it instead of actually have an example of like oh we just <laughs> justified that mm-hmm. yeah well I also felt like because it was a podcast and so it's so audio based I was like well that's going to come through and I really want to just I want to use it because I feel like it's going to be right there like right if someone's listening to it in their earbuds it's going to be really pronounced so <laughs> yeah you know yeah <laughs> Well, I think, and I think that's really interesting too. Um, that actually kind of tra- is is good to sort of take it to the next thing I was sort of thinking about too. Is that like at the end of the scene when you guys decided to like start having everything like crash, going from the bluebird to yeah. having everything start to like <laughs> crash and tumble and and you guys be crushed under a collapsing bank bank vault. Um, I thought that was uh, I thought that was really kind of cool and and and. Uh, and interesting and like what was the where I mean how did how did you how did you guys feel about that I mean like did it just seem like that was the like you kind of had played your scene and the appropriate sort of next momentum thing was to like actually sort of like have you guys be snuffed out you know like underneath the you've had your moment Mm -hmm. of being together and Mm -hmm. now like the 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 just the right the the feel of it is Mm -hmm. to have it all kind of like Crushed down. And there was a lot of talking about signals, yeah. I think, and that was what made me think we had like omens, basically. Yeah, and they all felt like they were gonna be bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not like we like we misinterpret foresh- omens, but they yeah. are always yeah. It was awful. foreshadowed <laughs> that, that we were. Uh, yeah, it certainly wasn't a thing where it was like, at least for me, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like thinking about that throughout the scene, like yeah, gonna die yeah. at the end, but it just as it kind of like as it went along yeah and as we you know got the the omens and the stories and like how bad things were it seemed natural for us for us to die at the end uh and and yes and that and also with the with the bluebird i think what what you did was a good example of kind of like making something retroactively really important where it could have just gone away so like my story like, I didn't really, I mean, you know, I just sort of, like, stumbled through it. Because uh, I was like, I feel like I should have a story about a science to give it a little yeah, bit yeah. of, to give it a little bit of weight. And I just sort of stumbled through something, and I didn't know where it was going. And I was just like... Oh, my God. And, I, you know, and then I, I didn't want to have, I didn't want to have, like, uh, I didn't want to go uh, 
too far with how with how bad it was. So it was like I don't know. I just went with dog. Yeah, yeah. And then and then, anyways. And then when you brought it back, that your <laughs> that your wife had died from her alert allergy to chocolate. It just I feel like makes my story seem so much more important than it, than it was at the time, right? You know, like it was one of those things where you could have. I feel I feel like that happens a lot where it's like someone. It's sort of that idea of like you can, you can list five different things and e- yeah. each of them will be equally unimportant. Or you mm-hmm. can have like he can go with the same sort of thing. All, my wife also died from chocolate, and now if that's in a show, chocolate and dying of an allergy to chocolate is a huge thing in our show. We may not use it again, but yeah. um, rather than having a bunch of different stories that we share mm-hmm. together. Right, yeah, the the mirror of that tragedy sort yeah. of makes you start to <laughs> it makes you start to feel like there's something going on in this world where mm-hmm. behind the you know, like there's some kind of force that is drawing you together and are making and making making you deal with that stuff, you know. And I think that's you know I just in too in the colla- in sort of that collapsing thing it's sort of like. You know, I I just I, I'm kind of curious about like what your what your brain was di- because. To me, I sort of see, like, Kyle, I think that you're really excellent at kind of, like, understanding the medium that we're operating in and feeling very free about kind of um, being a performer that that plays not only characters but also sort of operates sort of in the the soup of improvisation and makes moves to indicate um, environmental activity happening or, you know, just sort of, like... You, you don't just play people, you also play the world a lot. And to it being that, you know, us improvising in kind of an audio medium, you know, of course, that, that manifests itself, I think, in you kind of like doing the Foley effects for like a collapsing <laughs> building, you know. But I could, you know, it's to me, I could very easily see that being something that you would do in a show anyway particularly if you're outside of a scene, just indicating a collapse with your physicality. And it seems like you're pretty cognizant of that that stuff. You don't feel limited in that way. And, and often bring that to shows when other people don't necessarily think about that as a tool. You know? So, like, what is that... Am I on on that? Did it feel similar to that? Did the same kind of, like, light in your brain kick off? You know, that kicks off when you start... When you... You know, when you start doing, you know, that yeah. kind of physical play, then it seems to be a huge part of your tool side. Or, yeah, you know. definitely. I think, I think what, uh, I always, I always try to, um, see where I am, even if yeah. it's, even if it never, cause it helped just because it helps me personally get into like a character. Yeah. Not, like knowing, like, you know, even if the environment never gets used or addressed, knowing that I'm sitting on, like, a ratty couch. Even, yeah. even if the other person has no idea that that's what mm-hmm. I'm thinking, it helps me, like, get feel like it's real. Um, you know, that the, the character I'm playing is real or that, you know, we're actually uh, we're actually in this place or whatever and not, and not trying to improvise a scene, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, that definitely... Uh, and, I, and I do, I do, you know, like, will get in my head because I never want to be... I never want to be someone that like I don't ever want to be gimmicky about it. Yeah, like yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. do it mm-hmm. and, and and have it be like 
oh, I'm going to take... I always feel really bad if I feel like I've <clears throat> made it harder for people on stage. Yeah. You know, like I never want to... and I, But I obviously do that sometimes, you know, incidentally or accidentally, where it's like I want to add to the environment, but then I also, like I said, I don't want it to be a gimmicky, like, thing and, and make it... I want to help right. what's going on. Well, it's like your typical sort of, like... <clears throat> the same thing happens with, like, a walk-on or a mm-hmm. Canadian cross yeah, or yeah. something. You yeah. know, it's like you don't want to snatch focus from the scene right for as a bit and yeah then, and kill it right you want to enhance what's happening right and right same, right same mentality yeah exactly so but yeah definitely uh it, it definitely what yeah that same light definitely um yeah went off in in just trying to see seeing what was all around us and in wanting to make that feel, make that feel real, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's cool. It's cool because I think it's a tool that is, is far too often eschewed, you know, um, where people just don't think about the physical element of the work and how effective it can be, especially because it is used less, you know? And I, I think it's like, sort of people have a, um, have a, too often have some, have kind of like a, just a, a reticence to, use those very important tools just I don't know because they've been poorly coached or directed mm-hmm. or taught so that they feel awkward or bad or that it's outside their voice to do things that are physical or organic mm-hmm. or any of that stuff and so to see someone employing it you know confidently and in their own voice you know rather than sort of like a, just a, a you know, parody of what it should be, mm-hmm. um, because that's how, what they understand it to be, mm-hmm. is uh, is is powerful and effective, you know, and and I, and it's it, I think it's one of those things where it's like w- when I get people over to sort of start doing these podcasts, it's so, you know, it's obviously so vocal that it c- could take us to a place where we're just doing the talking head part of it, even mm-hmm. if that's not how you typically play on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, there, that is the way some folks play on stage. And so there, it's a challenge not to reduce you into playing mm-hmm. just that way. And yeah. so, I, I mean, for me, it's, it's exciting and interesting to have people play on the podcast and still sort of use the analogs of the tools that are mm-hmm. so important and underutilized on stage. Mm-hmm. Be it sort of the physicality that you guys shared with each other you know mm-hmm. to sort of like I mean virtually that whole scene Louie had his arm around you mm-hmm. Kyle mm-hmm. Um, when you're you know sort of like doing their uh, doing your you know kind of like having your intimate discussion I think that you guys put the ring on each other Louie made you kiss him you know it's like <laughs> yeah. all that stuff and then also the way that you guys did the collapse you know I thought it was really it was cool it's, I think it's important to like kind of be like that's the that's the way that those important things all happened in this context, but they do have stage analogs as well, and it's important to have mm-hmm. creative at them. Yeah, they yeah. really help success of what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that <clears throat> I know we should probably wrap it up, maybe. But um, yeah, I think that that it is really underutilized, and I think maybe because a lot of people when they're learning it. Not all people, but uh, it, they maybe they they file it under like another th- another kind of like almost like should I, what am I supposed to do object work for the sake of object work almost like right. it's a, uh-huh. almost like it's an icing on the cake and then and you see a lot of people cutting cucumbers in the front of the stage <laughs> and it's and it's and it's just because maybe the way that they the way that they kind of like brought it into their 
their play was that I should I should make myself do something with object work because that's what we're supposed to do. And they don't. I don't think they realize how yeah. powerful it can be to like yeah. really. Uh, and that's and when you were talking, it made me think of something simple that you always do, it, like in Rainbow Deli shows. Um, when you when you'll tag out, um, a lot of times you'll. I mean, depending on what the uh, idea or the the thing you're threading through is, you sit down in a chair and it's like. So I think it's such a small thing, like like we had a show last night, and it's like you'll, like, let's say, you, for example, you know, an obvious one is bringing someone into your office. Right, right yeah. Just sitting down in a chair and being like, this is an op- office, is such a small but important thing, because how often do people stand three feet apart with their shoulders squared off at each other and talk? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. in, real, in real life, you yeah. don't get called into someone's office, and then they just <laughs> stand in the doorway and talk at you. Yeah. Um, right. So I think that's such an important thing of like making it feel real in in just settling into a space, uh, and not just uh, not just initiating like idea, but yeah. initiating idea within the context of where are we, even if where we are isn't overtly important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To make it just to make it more real. Yeah. And it makes it actual theater as opposed yeah. to. Yeah you know, stand-up comedy or something where yeah. it's like, oh, oh not monologues. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it actually adds to the idea of what we're doing as a legitimate art form. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's an important part of, like, the expressive palette and mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I think maybe gets a little underplayed a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know? And at that point you made about people, like, almost... Some people you see do it and they're just... It's almost like they're just making fun of the idea of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, well, all right, that's fine, but I'm not going to It strikes it. me as fearful. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. than anything else. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like the, the, the scorn seems born out of a, a just not understanding, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, maybe that's just how I feel about a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, do, uh, this, uh, the dog went off a while ago. Um uh, so hopefully that's an indication that this was a really great conversation. <laughs> um, so uh, was there anything that we didn't talk about that you guys wanted to cover? One quick note. I, I was just thinking about this while we were talking. I think we had a conversation a while ago about uh, the Star Trek Into Darkness and the ending of that movie and how basically like, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like several it's like several 9-11s worth of death and they treat it like <laughs> it's a great movie but I, that last part you're right and then Thinking of Superman and Man of Steel oh, specifically, oh, yeah. like thousands of people are dying. Yeah, it's very sad. Yeah, yeah. Very, it's very. You know. yeah. And I guess I, get, I think maybe because we were doing it, we had that discussion. Yeah. Part of me, I think there was probably part of me that was like, "Oh, this is a kind of us enacting this, <laughs> like the a dramatic, you know, dramatized yeah. version." Of, yeah. Of what we were talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very worthwhile angle of examination. For yeah. Because it's sort of like, oh yeah. If a movie yeah. did that, it's actually, like... Yeah. They're focusing on... Yeah. The heroes focusing on saving the main eight characters. Meanwhile, 10,000 people are yeah. Yeah. getting yeah. pulled over by a spaceship crashing into a city. But it's, so it's still a success when he saves the main eight at the end. It's like the that, uh, that outtakes of uh, Austin Powers where all the people who die, uh, all the like henchmen that died, they would cut to scenes from their personal yeah. lives. Oh, it's so funny. I wish that would have been in the movie because that was so it good. Was, yeah, it's mm. really, Oh yeah, Dad's not coming home. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that's you know, I mean that that's, I I do think too, even though you know, obviously it's playful and silly and ridiculous and, you know, 
uh, flighty, you know, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, that's, a, that is another kind of important aspect of the idea of this is art, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, um, it's reacting to, you know, kind of like a piece of information and providing a point of view on it that's supposed to, like, make us examine some, like, really human questions about, like, mm-hmm. what is, it, is it really heroic to, you know, <laughs> yeah, is it yeah. really heroism, you know, <laughs> to sort of, like, be kind of glib about mass death, yeah. you, but the people that are close to you, you know, yeah, yeah. to be so sort of, like, um, tribal about yeah. the way that yeah. we, you know. It's like we're still so tribal. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. That's still okay to us or to some of us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thank goodness for some of us, it strikes us as something that it bothers us. Yeah. Maybe that's <laughs> a kind of, you know, cultural evolution that yeah. at least some of us are like, wait, that's not super okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, awesome. Is that, uh, is, cool. it, is, is that, is that cool? Damn, great. Thank you guys for so much for doing it. I really, really, really appreciate it. <laughs> um, we'll see see you guys again on some different combos. I think I've had, this is the third or fourth time this for is the you fourth guys. fourth for me. Yeah, I think it's third. Third, yeah. Well, true friends of the podcast. <laughs> I, was, I, hope, I hope, you know, I'm sure that considering that I'm on like, you know, 90% of these things, I'm sure it's a real thrill for people to actually hear someone besides me improvise. They, yeah. they have a complete profile of exactly what sort of idiot I am and need more samples of you guys. I told you my mom downloaded the last one I was on. Oh no, seriously, the one with Pharaoh? Yeah, she, she was like, you know, I was missing you, so I just I googled you. Oh, and this boy. and she goes, this radio show came up that you were on. I was like, oh no, you guys were trying to conceive. Well, yeah, yeah. She's like, you guys were trying to conceive. Um, it was a little dirty. I was like, mom, don't Google me. Well, you know, my my mom will listen and chill and. and Enjoy. She's. I'm sure she'll have some opinions about doing this, but she's a. She's a free spirit. So yeah. Have, have some analysis. Yeah. So. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Don't Google Louis Saunders. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys.